What's up, everyone? This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Today, Bob and I are looking at Luke chapter 11. Yeah, lots going on in Luke 11, too. I know we said that about chapter 9, but it just continues. So um, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about what just stuck out to me in the reading, and then Clark will share. And um, yeah. yeah, again, would love to hear on social media or in whatever way, whatever stuck out to you guys. But um, I'll go ahead and just jump in right away in Luke um, 11 in the first verses you will see this thing called the Lord's Prayer. And if you've been a part of the church or if you've been a believer for a little bit of time, you've probably heard people reciting this or you've heard it maybe spoken before meals or at church. And um, I guess when I was reading, it just kind of hit me a couple different ways. Um, Kind of first was actually the placement of it. And so I just love when the Holy Spirit shows shows you stuff like this. It's not always the words, but even just sometimes where things are at in the Bible. And so um, so this, the Lord's Prayer pops up right at the beginning of chapter 11, and it's on the tail of Jesus' encounter with Mary and Martha in chapter 10. And just to recap that for a second, um, it essentially ends with Jesus blessing Mary because um, she is spending time at Jesus' feet. And it literally says that in the account of Mary and Martha that Mary has made the better choice. I think that's chapter 10, verse 42. And so then we we go from that, just this awareness that um, we don't need to be so busy running around and making preparations. We need to just sit and quiet and be, um, and be still with the Lord. We transition then into this chapter 11 where Jesus is praying and um, by himself. And then when he was finished, one of the disciples said to him, this is verse 1 of chapter 11, Lord, Teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say. And then he goes on to give them the template of the Lord's Prayer. And I think that was something that you mentioned, Clark, that the Lord's Prayer actually represents a template that has been like often talked about in the church too, this um, acronym called ACTS. Yeah, the ACTS Prayer, A-C-T-S. And that's beginning your prayer with A is for adoration, C is for confession, T is for thanksgiving, and S is for supplication. And so that's that's yeah. a model we use oftentimes in our devotions, our quiet time, just to, first of all, praising God, hallowed be your name, and then moving through the rest of it afterwards. So just like um, kind of calling notice to who Mary was in the end of chapter 10, I feel like Jesus is giving them this template, just saying, um, giving giving them the ability to to sit in his presence, giving mm-hmm. him the template of the Lord's Prayer. And so sometimes I know we do this too, right before we're eating, you know, you kind of like, okay, let's sit down and hold hands and Our we'll say a prayer. And everybody's hungry and you're just trying to eat dinner. And so I, I sure. think <laughs> that maybe this is actually a gift to us to be able to pray when we don't know how to pray or when we're just learning how to talk to the Lord. But also, I mean, after you've been a Christian for a while, to just sit in instead of skim over. I feel like that was something that jumped out to me right away was the placement of this and then and then how Jesus is literally helping us 
say words unto the Lord so that we can pause and ponder and think. And so um, that's something that I I think I'm going to lean into actually and do is is just pause. And so there's actually natural breaks. So in verse two, when Jesus says, um, he's telling them, he says, Father, hallowed be your name. So just pause there and just think about the goodness of God and and who he is before. Kind of like Clark was saying with that acronym and how it literally literally gives you this template. And so as you move on throughout the chapter, this is kind of the last thing that I'll say before Clark takes over. Um, As you move on throughout the chapter, it's as if Jesus gives us this template and these words, the Lord's Prayer. And then he moves to these stories about um, asking and knocking and seeking. And um, I f- what I just felt the Holy Spirit lift for me in those verses. So I'm talking now chapter 11, verses 8, 9, 10, and on, mm-hmm. is how um, this is the heart of the Father, uh, that, we, that we come to him, that we... Um, that Jesus literally helps us figure out words to say, but then we just keep coming. We just keep asking. It becomes this conversational relationship that um, that the Lord invites. And so... And he invites you to keep banging on the door. <laughs> yeah, literally, if you, you look know. at... Oh, man, I think that's verses... Yeah, verses 8. Um, I'll a, just read it. That's a weird tension of sometimes <laughs> the answer is no, and then sometimes... We just got to keep banging on the door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so in that, um, we know that the Lord is answering for what's best to his children. And so um, we just trust the heart of the Father in that, that, that he knows what's best. But I just love that picture in verse 8 is... Um, this friend essentially is banging on his other friend's door to get bread. And he literally says, um, I'm not going to answer the door because you're, I'm your friend, yet... Because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I'm not going to give this to you because you're my friend. I'm going to give it to you because you're so persistent and annoying. And so anyway, um, just loved reading in Luke chapter 11. And those were some of the thoughts that stuck out to me. Clark? And what what stuck out to me was towards the end of the chapter, that's the lamp of the body. Yeah. And this passage is saying your eye is the lamp of the body. And you can look at that two different ways. The first way is that... It's out of your heart. It's out of your thinking. It's out of your believing that shapes what your eyes see. For the longest time, that was called extra mission. That's what Socrates, the old philosophers, thousands of years ago felt was scientifically true. The second is the opposite. It's the inverse of that. It's what comes into your eyes shapes your heart. So it's what you see, what you read. You could even say what you listen to. And so, you know, I want to look at that first one real quick. If your eye is the lamp into your body, it's what it, what you're um, thinking, believing, is going to shape the way you view the world. And right. we've got, Bobby, you had a couple of examples of what that means and looks like. So that just kind of enforces that whole, um, like what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, that is the truth. That is my reality. So if I'm a victim, then everybody in the world is out to get me and against me. If I am um, somebody who's desiring sexual promiscuity, then I'm viewing everybody else as objects for my pleasure. If I'm only considering um, worth based on money, or if I'm only considering value based on money, then I'm seeing life and um, life's moments as transactions. So there's a there's a believing that shapes the way you view the right. world. And that, that reminds me of Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1. He says, God, 
Would you please give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and open the eyes of our heart so that we would know you better? So there's that first point is what we think and and believe shapes the way we view the world. Mm. Um, But then there's the second that stuck out to me, and that's actually what comes into your eyes affects your heart and your mind. So what you're watching, what you're listening to, uh, shape your intake shapes your outlook. What you put in determines what comes out. Mm-hmm. What you look at, what you read, what you watch, what you listen to shapes, again, your belief, your thoughts. And, and that also applies to other aspects of life. Right. And so it is the same for your body. If I'm, you know, if I'm only eating cake and French fries and ice cream shakes, then that's going to directly affect my body. I'd still love you. <laughs> you would. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and your car too. I think I learned this in junior high. You know, you don't put the wrong kind of gas in the lawnmower. Have I mean, you that, ever done, you have you know, done that? I, yeah, actually I did more at one time. I put, I think I put gas like in the oil or something. My mm. dad's like, it's going to blow up now. <laughs> so it directly affects the lawnmower. The gas directly affects the lawnmower. And so yeah. in Psalm 19 verse eight to um, I'll just give you this verse that talks about this relationship and and how um, how the Lord's commands and how um, the precepts of the Lord uh, directly affects us. So this is Psalm 19, verse 8. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. And so another way of saying that is the eye is the entrance to the heart. If your mm-hmm. eye is the lamp of your body, the eye is the entrance to the heart. The eye is the gateway to your soul. The things that you look at, you are giving them keys to your heart. Mm. And if you think about it this way, and I said this in a sermon a while back, there's no way in the world am I going to give my keys out to some random stranger walking around Paramount. Yeah. That's a horrible <laughs> idea. You know, Who knows what they would take out of our house and do to our house. The same thing is true with what I look at. I'm giving them access to my heart and to my soul. Yeah. And so and there's this passage again from 2 Corinthians 4. It gets at the heart of the gospel in regards to our eyes, our thinking, and our believing. Paul says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel that's displayed in the glory of Christ that is the image of God. And so... So what do you mean just to flesh out the God of this age, like just to be clear? So we're talking about like how the world is promoting all kinds of junk. Right. That's blinding. Blinding, you know. Mm-hmm. I was talking to someone a while back when the Game of Thrones was going on, and you and I tried to watch one episode or two yeah, episodes, and yeah. we're like, we, we just can't do this. And I was talking to a couple, and the husband was trying to convince the wife that he's unaffected by this. And I'm like, dude, right. I don't care who you are, no matter what your sexual right. background <laughs> is, you cannot watch the show and not be affected. What's coming into your eyes is going to greatly affect your heart and your mind. Right. And, um, and so the, there's so many things that are appealing, that are attractive, that are sexy, that are, you name the adjective, that, that aren't helpful. So I guess the question for my own self in this reading is, what am I giving my, the keys of my heart to? Right. What am I looking at? What am I watching? And then at the end of the day, is that helping me become more like Jesus? Is that promoting love and joy and peace and patience? And that list goes on and on. Right, because then not only is it affecting you directly in your inner person, but it's going to come out of you, and it's yes. going to affect everybody around you too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's cyclical because then it goes back to the first point is what's out of your heart shapes the way you view the world. Right. I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. The world's against me. I have sexual promiscuity desires in my heart. I view others as objects. And mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, that, that we'll end with that Psalm 19 again. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to your eyes. So in wrapping up, our encouragement to you is continue to dive into the Word. Uh, cherish it, memorize it, think on it. Don't be afraid to ask uh, hard questions. Don't yeah. sh- stray away from that. It's okay. Um, ask your questions and wrestle with it, and we just trust that God's working um, even in our Bible reading. Yeah, thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your day, guys. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.